When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only Mr. Ryan Cabrera. What's up? What's up? How are you today? What are you doing? Uh, Tell me everything. I, I am doing fantastic. I just uh, kind of enjoying the uh, the weather has gone from very very hot to now kind of breezy. So I'm taking full advantage of that. I took the uh, thing off i have like a mobile like an auto home on top of my jeep oh, wow. that i just just got and it's like a it's a tent that pops up and so we can take it anywhere pop the tent up and then sleep on top of my car but it weighs like you know three thousand pounds so i finally took it off today because so i can take the roof off my jeep because the weather's getting nice and where are you you're in california i'm in orlando Oh, see, this is why I just never assume. I just make up backstories for people. I was, yeah, I was out in California for a bit, but since the, uh, you know, the whole pandemic thing started, uh, I've been out in Florida. Me and my um, now fiance have uh, been out here because she remained working in Orlando, and so at the time, being a good boyfriend, I was like, okay, we can, you know, we'll spend more time out there. That way, you don't have to travel back and forth. So we would kind of go visit LA. I'd go pop in the studio for a little bit and then we'd come back to Florida and um, kind of been hey, li- living that uh, Florida retired life right now, pretty much. For there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, while, while I can, you know, I've been doing a lot of charity stuff at the same time. I've been putting together these um, online virtual charity shows. And uh, so that was been fun. I was flying back to LA to do that. I did one for Camp Ronald McDonald. And we raised like over $30,000 just like doing virtual stuff. So right now, just trying to kind of adapt to not being able to tour. This is the longest I've ever gone in my entire career since I started playing music without playing like a real live show. So it's it's weird. Yeah, it's so, it's it's trippy to be at home. And for me, like I love creating. I'm such a like, I always, I want to be creating every day. So I've been trying to find different ways um, other than just music to, to keep creating and you know being cooking a lot you know I've been painting a lot I've been uh, I started making custom jackets for fun because um, uh, I, I posted some that I made for my lady and then people were like oh my god I want one so then I was like oh dude uh, I'll start making some for some fans so I made like a limited edition like eight custom jackets for fans and wow that, that was really fun so I think just like everybody else basically what are we doing right now trying to figure out ways to stay busy and creative while I can are you going crazy, like, just because this is the longest you have in toured? Are you just, like, is this, like... Yeah, it's, it's so hard for me because I live on the stage. I'm the most comfortable uh, on the stage. I love, like, it's it's weird to not get that, you know, reaction or energy back, you know, from playing music and seeing people's faces. And, you know, for me, like, the biggest reason of why I do what I do is to, you know, make people happy through music. And... um that has been the hardest part not to, you know, I can record stuff and put it out, but, um, you know, it's not the same as playing a live show. Right. Well, that's good. It makes you realize you're in the right profession. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't live without, 
I mean, but, you know, we've been trying to figure out ways to kind of do some stuff. We were talking about, you know, some of the drive up concerts and that kind of thing. And I just told, you know, I told everybody, I'm down when it's time we can do that. You know, if, if I can safely put on that stuff, let me get up on stage. I'm in. Kill me. Were you ever growing up, like, ever considering anything other than music or it was just always clearly music? Um, I enjoyed my time when I worked at the Chick-fil-A. That was fantastic. I thought maybe if, I, <laughs> if that was my future, uh, if it wasn't music, I'm going back to Chick-fil-A. And like, who were your musical influences like growing up? Like, what uh, type when of I was music? growing up, you know, it was really, I, I, I listened to everything. Like everybody else, like you go through these phases of like, I was super into hip hop, then I was super into like metal. And then I was super into, you know, like Green Day and like hard rock. And then all of a sudden uh, I saw Dave Matthews for the first time. And when I saw him play, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. And then I, I picked up the acoustic guitar, put down the electric guitar, and uh, kind of everything changed after that. Wow. I, like, wanted, I wanted to be him. I was like, I want to be like that guy. I even did the dance. I did, you know, when I was really, when I was like 19, um, I'd get on stage and, and sing and do the dance, like the, the, the crazy day Matthew's feet. Um, and then, you know, after a couple of years, you start to, to develop your own, you know, style and figure out who you are and that kind of develops but that would be my biggest inspiration wow and then in that's 2000 good. in 2001 that's when you were signed 2000 probably 2002 uh, i moved i moved to la in 2001 probably in 2002 got signed and then um one of my biggest you know inspirations growing up too uh, was uh, the goo goo dolls i love um goo goo dolls i love matchbox 20 um, and that kind of genre of music. And they asked, my publisher asked me, he goes, so after I got signed, he goes, if you could work with anybody, you know, in the world, uh, you know, who would it be? And I said, Goo Goo Dolls or Matchbox 20. And then he called me back and he goes, so Johnny Resnick wants to work with you. And I'm like, oh, I was just joking. Like, wait, that's a, that, that's a thing? Like, he would work with me? You know, I'm just this little punk kid. And uh, we got together, we wrote a song. And then we were like, oh, let's write another song. So we wrote a couple songs. The next thing I know, I'm in Johnny Resnick's studio in his house. And then I was like, well, this is fun. You want to produce my album? And he goes, I mean, why not? So then I ended up, you know, working with him. You know, one of my heroes for that first album, Take It All Away. Wow. And then Take It All Away, that was a success right away, pretty much. Uh, it took a while, actually. Well, what happened was, so On The Way Down was a very slow rising single. Like we were at the charts, you know, um, the bottom of the charts for a long time. But my, the guy who signed me, who's a genius, Evan Lamberg, he goes, this is what you want. You want a slow rise. What you don't want is a number one hit overnight and then it'd be gone forever. And he was right. Because now, like in my career, like even songs like On The Way Down and True and Shine On and, you know, some of those songs, I will remember you. They still get played today because of, you know, the slow rise of like how they work the singles. Now, when my album came out, they weren't expecting it to debut so high because, you know, the single wasn't going crazy yet. But I think uh, from being on TV, you know, being on Ashley's show and people kind of, you know, loving her show, uh, they didn't even have enough of the albums in stores. So it was sold out everywhere for the first week. And I'm like... Come on, guys. I told you. Let's do this. So it was, it was an interesting uh, beginning. Do you think that really, like, did you see a real difference, like, from being on Ashley's show of, like, the power of TV and now, you know, like, it was a slow rise, but then... Well, what's once... cool about it is they, you know, especially back then, because back then, like, those re the reality shows, they were just following us with a camera. There wasn't scripted. It wasn't, like, set-up scenarios. They followed me and asked around. And so what's cool about that is they kind of got to know you. And I thought that was important, you know, with my music. Um, if they got to know a little bit of you, you know, obviously I got a little more into like, so tell me about where your relationship, you know, when I'd go to radio stations, I'm like, oh, no, 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 let's talk about the album, you know, and they wanted to talk about your relationship. So I learned kind of the hard way of what, there's the pros and cons of that. But I thought it was cool that people got to, you know, see a little bit of, you know, what your personality is like before they saw you in concert. So yeah, it was definitely like a big jump of now we got to go see him live. And then I think, people from that point realize like, oh, okay, this is a real songwriter and, you know, uh, uh, a real musician, not like what I kind of got pigeonholed into as like a, you know, at the time, like just, you know, like a teeny bopper pop star kind of thing. 
which nothing wrong with that. But I was like, no, 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 I write my own songs, you know, I've, and they're real songs about real life. And um, I've always been pretty proud of that. So uh, I thought that was uh, important and uh, for people to take away. Did you not like want to be on reality TV? You know what I mean? Just from like. Uh, yeah. It wasn't that I didn't want to be on it. We didn't really know what it was at the time for us. We were just young kids, you know, who fell in love at the time. And, you know, there was cameras falling. And so it was fun. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it. And I like being, you know, around cameras and being in front of that, you know, kind of world. I like entertaining. So being on that at that time was really fun. And then it just so happened, like, years later, um, some of the girls I was dating was on, was on a show. So then I was a part of that kind of by default. I'm like, that point, I didn't really want to do. I would, I, that, like, that kind of show wasn't really for me because there was, it just wasn't really my thing, you know. Uh, it was, you know, fake scenarios, fake setups. And I'm like, at this point, that's just, you know, I'm doing it to be nice for my girlfriend at the time. Right, and like when you were on the Ashley show, it really was just- That was just us messing around. Cameras fun. following you yeah. guys. And that really was about yeah. music and making an album. Yeah, her making uh, her album. And um, I thought that was, that was really cool. And then down the line, shows kind of got a little more, a little more fake and scripted and then became what they are, which, you know. Where where did you originally meet Ashley? And we're going to talk about your your new music, and we're going to talk yeah. about all the exciting things you have going on now. But I feel like we can't get to the present unless we do a little bit. Oh, hundred percent. I think, and it's been a really really fun, um, you know, ro ride to be on. You know, the whole music business slash you know your dating life, and it, it was funny to find out that at some point people like really started caring about who people dated and that was the news. Um, so yeah, uh, we can talk about all you want. So on that note, where, where did you meet Ashley originally? We met because when, when I, Joe Simpson, her dad signed me uh, to be, uh, to manage me. He saw me play in Dallas, uh, an acoustic show. And two days later I was living in LA in their house. He was like, you're coming to LA. You're gonna live with me and the family because I'm like I, I'm in. I just signed up for college. I'd only been in college for three months, and uh, he goes, uh, "You'll come live with us, so you don't have to worry about it." And I'm gonna shop you around, and we're gonna go get you a record deal. And I was like, "Okay," I was like, "Let's do it." I didn't even have a pair of shoes. I was I was had flip flops and a small bag, and I was living in LA. So me and Ashley lived next door to each other. Uh, her room was next to mine. So then we would we obviously became really good friends and. I would go play in her room. I would have like a new song. I would be like, hey, what do you think of this? Because I knew she would always tell me the truth. She'd be like, yeah, not for me. I'm good. Or she'd be like, that one's a hit, you know? Uh, so we'd have like late night jams and uh, we'd, I'd literally walk out of my door, go to her door and we'd play Tony Hawk's for the wee hours of the night. And, uh, you know, just were really good friends. And that was kind of how that whole thing started. Were you ever like, I can't leave college? I mean, you know, like a lot of people wouldn't just pick I didn't up think and twice. Really? Like, college wasn't for me. I, I didn't, I, there was nothing that interested me there. Um, I knew the best experience for me was to get out there and do it. Like to go just jump, dive head in, uh, you know, and uh, be a, like, go fail and, you know, fail a lot. So that way I know uh, I can learn from it. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous.
It's that time of year again, my favorite time of year, holiday shopping season is back. And normally that means one thing, drawing a blank on what to buy for the men in my life, but not this year. This year I've got it all figured out and you can too. Head on over to dukecannon.com. That's right, dukecannon.com. They have holiday-themed grooming gifts like Frothy the Beer Man gift set or the Beard That Stole Christmas gift set. Now, the Frothy the Beer Man gift set and the Beard That Stole Christmas gift set, they're both $20. That's right, $20. And they're really fun. So the Frothy the Beer Man gift set, you get three huge bars of soap. They're 10 ounces each. Two of them are the big ass beer soap and one is the big American bourbon soap. And that's right. They're infused with an adult treat, booze. The beer soaps, you guessed it, are infused with beer and the bourbon soap is infused with bourbon. But they do not smell like alcohol. So if you're worrying, wait, I'm going to shower and smell like alcohol. No, no. They, they're, they're just woodsy, they're like sandalwood, oak barrel is the bourbon smells like oak barrel and they're very masculine scents. And these bars of soap are huge and they're really fun. Like the way it's packaged is really, really fun. And don't take my word for it. Go to dukecannon.com and see for yourself. The beer that stole Christmas gift set is also $20. You get two amazing different smelling beard oils and you get a beard wash. It will, it literally... Tr- tamed my beard. My beard has never felt so good. And it will do this for the man in your life as well. And it smells of cedar and they're just a very good masculine scent. So these are just two examples. Head on over to dukecannon.com. And seriously, don't take my word for it. These are packaged so fun. Um, These are just two examples. They're unexpected. They're useful for any guy. And right now, because you're listening to this podcast, enter promo code VELVETROPE and you get 10% off your next order. You also get free shipping with orders over $30. So if you get both of these at $40, you already got your free shipping. So it's free shipping with orders over $30 and enter VELVETROPE. That's Duke Cannon. Enter VELVETROPE and you get 10% off your next order. And if you want to buy them in person, they're available at some of your local targets. Guys, this is perfect, masculine, fun for the man in your life. I use it. I love it. Dukecannon.com. And, you know, get better and grow. And that's what happened. I just jumped straight in. I didn't even think twice about it. And at that point, like Ashley wasn't really well known, but was newlyweds on at that point already? Like, no, you- newlyweds wasn't on yet. No, I was, in, I was living in the house when... Joe kind of came home with that idea of um, we're going to have a show. It's going to film Jessica and Nick. And I remember thinking at the time, I was like, what? What's going to be entertaining about that? You're just going to follow them around? Because reality TV didn't really exist. That I'm like, right. there's a couple. Like, and they were, you know, they're, they're funny. And the show obviously was a huge hit. And so I, I got it after, after watching. Um, and I was, you know, a part of a couple episodes and being around. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But at the time, I was like, this is going to suck. Like, you're just following two people around them. I was like they're kind of, they're chill like they're you know <laughs> so but that's that was, it that so kind it's kind of a fun thing to be around so it wasn't like joe simpson was so well known so like you just t- took a leap of faith and yeah at the and, time jessica was though jessica had right. you know, that first album um that was like a huge hit so at the time it was like oh man jessica simpson's dad wants to sign me like i gotta go and then so i got to watch you know kind of it go from one level to the next level with the newlyweds and then watch Ashley's career go from one level to the next level with uh, the Ashley Simpson show. And it was definitely a fun, fun uh, time to be around and watch that all uh, blossom. Cause I mean, newlyweds, like you said, like we had like the real world. We didn't really have a lot of reality shows. Like newlyweds at the time was like the biggest thing going. Yeah. Like a couple show, you know, just following two people, not like 12 strangers in a house, hash it out kind of thing. It was just, this is a new couple that just got married. You know, what are they going to get into? And I just remember being like, how many scenarios can a couple get into? Boy, was I wrong. Because apparently you can get into a lot when you're newly married. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you have to say, like, Joe Simpson, like, to have that idea. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was new. You know, so I think we were all confused. And then when we saw the pilot um, and Jessica had that uh, chicken of the sea moment, you're like, Oh, this is this is actually funny. This is gonna be good. 
And to that point, you know, do you think that's a misconception about Jessica? You know, like that moment, like then that became a thing. Oh, Jessica's she's just being silly. She, that's just Jessica being silly, you know, like having fun with it, playing around kind of, um, you know, but that turned into a character, you know, and in the entertainment world, yeah, you're, you know, you, you found something, you're like, okay, oh, I can, she played it up, you know, because she's smart and she knows, you know, this will be funny for the show. And now you learn kind of after that, like what your role is on the show. Okay, so, you know, Nick could be like, oh my God, she's nagging again. Like, I'm just trying to watch the show with the boys, blah, blah, blah. But like, he's playing that up as well. Because, uh, you know, when the camera's on, you, you, you know, at the end of the day, you're entertaining. And so, you know, you need to. Right. And you can't have a billion dollar empire if you're really a dumb blonde. No, 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 no. She's a smart girl. And so then after that Ashley show, you were a part of it. Were you shocked at like, how Ashley blew up? I mean, how? Yeah, I mean, for, I mean, I, I wasn't because I always knew she was, a, you know, like a badass when it came to like, she was always so unique, had her own style. Um, you know, I knew, I knew she had the talent. Girls would love her. Guys would want to be with her. You know, it was that kind of thing. So it was a fun, fun time to be around and watch that blow up and, that was a great time in music, you know, like early 2000s, some of those songs, I mean, those are songs that could, you know, like, like today, like when I'm in listening to Sirius, I listen to um, Pop 2K, because every song was so good and so different. Uh, it was a really good time in music, I thought. So I enjoyed watching her career blow up. And then after her show, because of that, I got my own show on MTV. So I had a show called Score that was on after TRL every day. So then the next, you know, part of my career after Take It All Away, you know, I was making a new Sam Watching album. And then now I have my own show, which is not like a reality show, but kind of, it was more about songwriting and uh, a dating show, like a contest, two people that I would write with and we would write a song for a girl or a guy. And then they would sing it for him, but they couldn't see the person. So they had to choose who they wanted to go on a date with just based on the song. And then, so it was a great concept. Uh, we shot 40 episodes of that, and that was kind of the next stage of, um, you know, me moving on and getting my own thing after that. Was it really, like, at the beginning of the Ashley Simpson show, like, after that started airing, like, is that when you saw your career kind of take off? Like you said, like, yes, that was right. I think, you know, I think they knew what they were doing. They timed it, you know, because Joe, obviously, Joe is always thinking, he's like, okay, I got I got a plan now that Ryan Ashley dating, this would be a great time to drop it out. And so... Of course, he dropped that, you know, at the height of that show, and then that album kind of blew up, blew up and that was during On the Way Down, and then um, after On the Way Down, then we came back with, followed up with True. So then after that, that was when shit really got, you know, crazy in the TRL days, because True actually went, uh, charted higher than On the Way Down did, so that was a, that was a really fun um, part of the career as well, was after the True music video came out, and then then the TRL days got real crazy. It's like the power of MTV and TRL, right? Yeah. Well, because that was everything at the time, you know. Um, everybody was watching music videos and, you know, obviously YouTubes and stuff like that didn't exist. So you had to be home after school at 3.30 so you could watch, you know, your favorite people on the TRL. And that was always a dream of mine, you know, growing up because I watched TRL. was one day I'm going to be up and I'm going to go straight up to that window. I don't care if they tell me to wait. I'm like, I'm going straight to that window and... That was one of the coolest moments for me was, you know, going up to that window and seeing that sea of people outside of Times Square. And I'm like, all right, this is finally when sunk in that this is happening. It's kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. Well, because for me, the biggest deals is like the things that, you know, you, you think like, okay, one day I'm going to do this. And when you start to check out those things, these are the impossible things that, you know, a kid just sitting in his bedroom in Dallas, Texas or Richardson, Texas, like, can't achieve. And when you do it, you're like, wow, this is cool. You know, it wasn't like making money or any of that kind of stuff for me. It was about these little things that I always dreamed of, you know, growing up that one day I'm going to do. And I always told myself I would, you know, even though everyone else thought I was crazy. Um, so when you got to do those things, you're like, oh, man, that's pretty neat. 
when did you start to so like, did you start dating Ashley like right before the Ashley Simpson show? Cause I mean, I, 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 I watched it. It was like right around the same so. time, it was right? Like in the beginning it was kind of in the works because she was dating a guy named Josh, who's one of my good friends now um, at the time. And then Josh and her broke up. And then I think, I don't remember how the show went, but I think probably around episode two was when we were like, or maybe episode three is when we did our on the way down music video. She was in my video. Right. And that was kind of, that's kind of when it went down. And is when we were like, oh, because we had a kiss in the video, and we're like, oh, uh, this just is this like a friendship that means you know we could tell something was going on there. And pieces of me apparently is written about you. It was. I remember she came home from the studio. I remember exactly you know in the apartment. She was like, I wrote a song about you. I think it's so good. And then she played it. And I was like, that is good. So it was really cool. And it was fun to hear like after that, you know, when it blew up and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's pretty neat to have a song written about you all over the radio. What did you, so like when you kind of blew up, which I guess wasn't overnight, but it kind of was once the show came out, like what did you, yeah. did you make like a first purchase? Like just, did you, like, do you remember like just a obscene first purchase? Uh, my first big purchase was... Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Uh, probably a car. I bought Joe Simpson's Porsche. And then, because he was getting rid of it, and I was like, well, if you're getting rid of that, like, you know, I'll, I'll buy it. So I was like, this could be my first big purchase. So I got that. And then the other thing was uh, my my bed. My bed was pretty expensive. But I was like, well, I mean, you sleep in it every day, so it's probably worth it. Did you ever like let any of it go to your head? You know, like when you're like in TRL. I mean, it'd be hard not oh, to. No, I was. Dude, really, I, I've always been super, like, I can't believe I'm here, kind of person. And every day on stage, I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this. Like, I get to make people happy. I get to write songs, make albums, perform concerts for a living. So every day, I'm very thankful and um, never. I, I've always treated everybody the same, or at least I pride myself in. Um, trying to be nice to everybody no matter what as, as much as I can and um, no matter who you were in the music business whether you're doing something or you're not um, everybody we're all we're all in this together and um, it was never I mean, ever any different than today or day one or day 20 or day you know selling whatever however many millions of records I'm like I was just like this is this is pretty neat it's pretty nifty this uh, this music business thing and uh, I think my friends can attest to that too. So I always had good people around me. I never wanted like the the, the yes people. I never really? I was like, dude, tell it like it is. I don't want anybody to tell me yes just because. Oh, did I lose just you? because oh, now I'm here. Sorry, I was gonna talk. So I always had real friends live with me and um, try to treat everybody great and take care of people, and that was just always my style. And huh. So I, was, I, mean, I was raised right. My mama raised me right. I mean, I wouldn't hold it against you. Like, you know, you're in, you're at TRL Times Square. Like, that's, that's good. No, right you know? now, it was all, it was all the same. I remember that, uh, the one time I was performing on TRL, I went down and I looked at that crowd and um, it was, I think I was doing All the Way Down. So it was All the Way Down time period. And I remember being up there and I was supposed to perform in the studio. Uh, and so I go, I got there. I was like, can I perform down there? And they're like, what do you mean down there? I was like, just instead of the band, like uh, me, put a microphone down there in that crowd with those people. 
and they were like scrambling. They're like, ah, we, ah, you know, because at the time, you know, I was doing the song was doing really well. They're like, they were, they want to make you happy. I'm like, I want to be down there with them, uh, and they made it happen. So like, I, there's still like pictures of me on the floor in that, you know, in that crowd of thousands of people uh, in the streets of New York at uh, Times Square, um, and they let me do it. So I was just like, I want to be down there with them, like, you know. I thought wow. it was important to put yourself with everybody and be the same as everybody else. So, did you feel pressure in the sense that, like, because Newlyweds was so big, like, was there pressure, like, you and Ashley to be like Nick and Jessica 2.0? Uh, I don't think so. I never felt any. I don't know if Ashley did, but she might be a little more so because that was her older sister. Right. Um, at the time, you know, when you're younger and your older sister is super famous and you're trying to do your thing, but they were so different that it worked. You know, Ashley was such a different soul and different spirit than Jess, and their music was totally different that it was never a competition, I don't think, and I never felt that way. Now, and you, so you guys were dating, like, were you still dating during that whole, like, SNL thing? Or was uh, that we like, were. Sure, sure, sure was. So how was that? I mean, like, to me now, it's not... It's it, almost like if you look back on that, it's not that big a deal. All, it was all BS. It was just because it was the, you know what, in what, what happened, Ashley got sick, lost her voice, did, didn't want to sing. Like she was like, she wanted to cancel. It's like, I can't sing. And this happens to singers all the time, everybody. And now it's just a little bit more publicized that that stuff happens. Um, and at the time, but the label made her do it. And so they're like, you have to do it. We're just going to put a track. And because this is SNL, you can't miss it. So she, she got the raw end of the deal there because people were, you know, doing that all the time. Just, it, you know, there was an accident that happened with whoever was in charge of playing it. Had that not happened, nobody ever would have known. She would have been singing the next day. Ashley has always been a great singer. Um, so it, it just sucks that it got skewed into something like that. Like, oh, my God, maybe she can't sing because she, you know, sang tracks. Like, no, we're human beings and we get sick and we lose our voices. It happens. To everybody it happens to Beyonce, except for whoever it was didn't actually screw the track. You know, so it was just a, a complete uh, baloney, you know, story that came out. It sucked at the time. It says, yeah, you know, it hurt her um, personally and emotionally because, you know, for anybody to say what they were saying after that was all BS. And so it was an unfortunate scenario. But you know, you, you, uh, you. I guess you. It happens. You know, people realize now. Like any, everybody, like. Oh, no, I wasn't saying I, I was sick that week. I don't care, but I'm not going to, you know, give up. I think at the time they were trying to cover it up maybe because it never happened to anybody yet. But I consider her a trailblazer for, for people to at least get to come out and be and say, hey, we're human. We get sick. We lose our voices sometimes. And that's what happens. And right, like everyone seen, sings to backup tracks now. People do it, every single person. Uh, you know, there's been times, you know, every, and sometimes you have to. Like there's been shows that I've been on that they've made me lip sync. Like, uh, I won't call them out, but they make you. And I'm like, what? I don't want to lip sync, but they make you. And you, you roll with it and you do it. Yeah. I, that's why to me it was like, other than a fuck up, I'm like, I, didn't, I, I don't see the big deal. Like, yeah, there, back, it wasn't. But whatever, people, every, everybody has, has an opinion, you know, and everybody wants to say what they want to say. I'm like, yeah, silly. Now, what, what, what was Jessica, like, do you still keep in touch with Jessica too? Because I know you still keep in touch with Ashley. Um, yeah, because Ashley uh, married one of my best friends, so I love seeing them. Um, I, had seen, I saw Jess at, like, uh, the, a wedding was the last time I saw her. Um, every once in a while, me and Joe will catch up, um, but you know, not like, not like too often. What like you know back in the day, just because Jessica was so successful, and you know, I mean, the whole family is very successful. You're successful, but like Jessica has a gazillion dollars. Was she mm -hmm. just like? Was it Christmas morning when Jessica came over? Like, does she take care of the whole family? Like, is there a present? You know, you just have um, this vision with all her billions. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there sure there was. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't even know. I mean, I would I would imagine she probably. I mean, she's a very very sweet giving person. So, I mean, the whole family was. They've always been everything. Nothing but amazing. 
Did you read? I don't know. I don't know if you read her book. I mean, I did just because I'm a huge Jessica fan. So like she says, this is not saying anything out of school. Like she talks in the book about how like she basically like had a problem with drinking and now Mm -hmm. like she basically said she was an alcoholic and now she's like Mm -hmm. recovered. Did you ever have any like just really fun nights out with Jessica Simpson? Oh, we had plenty of fun nights. Yeah, there was, I mean, we saw all go to like see this uh, 90s cover band called the Spasmatics and would just, you know, typically end up on stage at one point, you know, having fun. And uh, so back in the day, we used to have a blast all the time. Um, but I did not read the book, but, you know, I'm proud of her or anybody who can talk about, you know, any you know, problems that they were having, because obviously that's hard when you have an image to uphold in, you know, the world where everybody wants to judge everybody. So, you know, that's really, I think, big of her to be able to come out with her if she had an addiction problem. Um, I never saw anything from my own personal, um, you know, hangouts and stuff, but it was just always just like all in good fun. We all liked our drinks and to have a good time and that was that was that was that was a wild time and no judgments because i like my drinks too so oh yeah but in the best way like we'd all yeah it was it was was good times great oldies guaranteed are you shocked that like look because your music is so good you have so much else going on in life now are you shocked that like people like just the way the world works that like here i am that people just want to talk about your love life and trace it through to the present? Like, are you always shocked when that comes up in interviews or are you just used to it by now? Uh, I think at this point, I'm just used to it. You know, there's a, there's a lot that, you know, people don't know. There's this stuff that obviously, you know, people find out and a lot of it's not true half of the time and we just laugh at it. But um, a lot of the, you know, the real stuff or, you know, the majority of the stuff is pretty private other than, you know, the fun of like, um, you know, be, be like, I, I think, you know, the Instagram thing now is, is fun, you know, getting to put stuff out there and let your fans know that you're happy and um, what you're doing. But there's a lot of, lot of stuff that isn't seen or isn't known, um, at least in my life and, and in that aspect of it. So the other stuff that's already like public knowledge, like, oh, I don't care. People already know, like, who cares? Like, I got nothing to hide. Do you, do you laugh? You know, like, I mean, now we'll get into your current, situation in life like do you ever laugh when you read certain things about yourself of just like or whatever it oh, is, all, the, just all like... the time all the time except for when if there's like you know some stuff that's like clearly a lie but you know the majority of stuff you know we never comment about anything unless it's like something that's actually offensive or you know there's i mean there's been plenty of stuff um said about me that's completely false and totally ridiculous me and me and my lady now like we we laugh about a lot of it because it's just hysterical because it couldn't be more like false or the exact opposite of what you know i'm really like or you know my loved ones are really like so that right. kind of stuff you there's the, the best way is to just read it and laugh because you don't know those you don't know the people so whatever they think about you is what they think that's that's fine well, right, like I sat down with your friend Constantine Maroulis recently, and he was I love mentioned. Con- we love Constantine, love, and he was like mentioned on the Real Housewives of New York, and I'm of course, sure you of don't- course, it was. That right. does not surprise me at all. Constantine, like- f- talk about a fun person to hang out with. Constantine's fun. Oh, we've always had a blast. He's fun. I, uh, I the first time we ever met, I saw him in the streets. Uh, it was right when he he was like. Uh, it was when his season of Idol, and I was like, hey, I forget what year was what year he was on, but I was like, hey, we're the guy from American Idol. He's like, what's up, man? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, you're awesome, dude. And he's like, oh, cool. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going real. Let's hang out. And then from that moment, we hung out that night, had a blast, and been friends ever since. Really? Yeah, I just saw him, like, walking down the streets in Hollywood. Like, we were out at night one night, and I was like, hey. And then uh, ended up, I always had people jam at the house, and um, everyone ends up around the, at the, around the piano at some time. Um, majority of people, I would say, in Los Angeles have probably been to my house and have probably sat around that piano playing music. Um, so he's, always, he's been a good friend ever since. And you guys just stayed in touch oh, since yeah. then. Oop, sorry, I'm just getting a FaceTime. Oh. I'm declining that. There we go. That's okay. You're, you're busy. 
Um, no, we love Constantine. What do you feel about like, speaking of Constantine, what do you feel about like music shows? Like, you know, listen, like there's Carrie Underwood, there's Kelly Clarkson. Mm -hmm. Like those are the names that roll off the top of my head. Uh, I know Constantine, you know, like does the format of like the music show not work anymore just because it's, is it saturated? Like idol, the voice. I mean, I don't know. Uh, It just, it just depends. It clearly has worked for a lot of people and they're, you know, some incredible artists who may, you know, the, the reality of the fact is there's, it's hard to get discovered even in this world with the internet because you, you think like, oh, I'll just put a video on YouTube. And if you're really good, somebody's going to find you and then you'll blow up. I mean, but there's so many talented people that, you know, there are, it's, it's hard to get noticed. So if there's a show where, you know, you're guaranteed to at least get in front of some people who can, you know, get you to the next uh, stage, um, then I think they're great. But it, there is a lot. There's a lot of them. So it's going to take somebody who's not only great, but then somebody who, you know, has a creative vision, I would say, you know, to, and or, you know, can write a song, you know, like, a, a, you know, or just have like enough style. And, and sometimes the, the honest truth is to get lucky. Some people get lucky. You know, you, if, they, if you get given the right song, there's a lot of people you know obviously right now they don't write their own songs so they're only as good as the song that the writers or the labels or whoever give them and that's just the truth um so i do think it is good though that it gives everybody a chance to have a platform to to get discovered how else do you think like the music business has changed since like you know the trl days and when you were first coming up to like now oh, it's very very different um, you and know, do, I think you, do you like any new music now? Like, do you listen? I mean, I'm not so great with new music personally, but yeah, I mean, I don't really listen to too much new music because I'm weird. Like, I listen right now, like, I listen to more like Billie Holiday and Frank Sinatra and like kind of old school stuff. But I mean, I love Ed Sheeran, I love Shawn Mendes. Um, uh, I mean, there's still amazing artists coming out and really cool records, and but I'm more of an old school guy. Um, a lot of Christmas music in my house. You're going to hear a lot of Christmas music if you come over. (laughs) I see nothing wrong with that. Uh Uh-huh. Do you see like a younger version of yourself in Ed Sheeran or Shawn Mendes? Um, I mean, I don't really compare. But I mean, as far as like, yeah, the singer-songwriter vibe world, um, yeah, it's cool to see. I think it's amazing because I love seeing like that you know style represented and represented well you know sean's an amazing writer ed's an amazing writer both incredible singers incredible performers so i am you know proud that you know at the time when my first record came out you know there was only a handful of the acoustic kind of style as mainstream music you know there obviously was plenty of other the exact same um kind of genre but as far as mainstream music goes you know there was only a handful at the time and now you get to see a lot more of that can like still living on. So that makes me very happy. I'm still like a sucker for a great acoustic ballad. Um, so I love that because, you know, in a world where the radio was becoming way more rhythmic, you know, when there's a acoustic ballad come out, you know, um, thinking out loud, you know, that transformed that we can still have that a mix like Pitbull and, you know, whoever else is on the radio at the time. Right. Um, I think it's, I think it's dope. Before we get into your new music, let's mm-hmm. talk about, just because I am a reality TV junkie, I have my favorites. Yeah. So just humor me and let's just talk about, I think one of the best reality shows of all time, The Hills. Yes. Okay. So talk to me, you, you and Audrina. I mean, you, like, yeah. somehow you've been on lots of reality shows. Like you ended I up know, on The just, Hills. And it was never on purpose or it wasn't trying. It just so happened that the girl I was dating at the time then became, you know, on the show. Um, me and Audrina met in like 2003, before she was out on the hills or before she even lived in LA. And, uh, you know, we were kind of, you know, went off and on date at the time. And then she finally moved to LA. Um, and then, you know, she was on that show and we got back together um, for the first time. And then it was like, oh, so part of my life now is, you know, with cameras around and, you know, would would you be okay at that? I'm like, uh, not 
really sick, but would you do it for me? So that way at least, you know, I don't have to like fake everything on the show and, you know, I could have at least somebody real in my life. And so I, so I was like, okay, you know, I'll do it for you. And then we kind of did off and on for a long time. Then we broke up and then we got back together years later. And then um, they did that, you know, show again. But my reality TV now, like, because I, me and me and my girl, we love like 90 Day Fiance, um, The Bachelorette, and you know Love Island. Like, so we got we get our fair share of reality TV out here. Are you loving this season of The Bachelorette? It's something. It's something. I do love. I like Tasha. I, I do. Um, I think I, she's. I, I, mean, I wasn't a Claire fan. I, I was never really a Claire fan. Well, I, mean, I thought something was a little suspect there. I thought since episode one, I was like, hmm, this just seems a little off to me. Um, these two people definitely knew each other. They'd definitely been talking. I, I, I personally refuse to believe that they never had any contact. Or if, if they did not, then that scares me. Kind but of. That's just, that, was, that was just our opinion. I'm like, and I know like how those shows work, you know, so I know it, you, we can, you can, you know, for the, for the show, you know, BS your way to, to make it work, you know, for the show. So I'm like, mm, I call, I call bullshit. But you're happy now with Tasha that you're kind yeah, of. Yeah, I think she's great. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, there's to be a lot less drama, although hopefully there'll be some, because that's what you watch that show for. So it was entertaining. And Love Island is great too. Oh my God, it was fun. The second season was great. And uh, I didn't think we were going to get into it because I, I, I watched the British version, the UK version, and I got into that. I watched like every season. So I was like, it's so good. So then when it came to America, I was like, ah, oh, this isn't going to be as good. And then uh, this season in Vegas, like really surprised me. I was like, dude, we're obsessed now. In 90 Day Fiance, that's about... Okay. Oh my God, so addicting. It's so addicting. I can't help it. And it, there's so many. There's like nine days before the nine day, after nine day. How many days now? Like there's every single one. And that's why it's like, okay, this is good because, you know, there's, there's always going to be another one. I'm terrible at watching anything like every week. So I need, I need to watch like six in a row. And we, um, watched, we, got, into, we got into marrying millions too, which is so good. You like more of like the I don't even know I I'm not gonna say low brow but it they're lower bro it, not in a bad it's, way they're they're really it's, good it, it's real cheesy but we love them did you we love love we love love and then but then the ninety day fiance that ones that's more of the like what the hell are you thinking y'all crazy these are real human beings doing this I'm like what there's nothing like no TV show. You know, or what? I don't know what if they they're doing that or just making things happen because they think they're gonna get like followers or something, or they probably do get followers, and then you know maybe they can start a, a business, you know, after that, and that's why they do. It. I'm like, that is not worth it. There is nothing in the world worth going through with the crap that they go through on that show. But that shit's entertaining as hell. I can't help it. It's the Bachelorette's my favorite though out of all this. I, yeah, I, I love just the Bachelor, love the Bachelorette. Bachelorette. Like, uh, we've been, I've been watching that for a long time, so I'm all about those shows. Did you not want to be on the hills like after? Because like you've done, were you just like, I just don't want no, cameras? No, of course not. Absolutely not. But I was being a good boyfriend, you know. I was supporting, and it, it was what it was. That's all I can say. Well, and then you did. I don't know any of the people on the show. Like I know them, but I don't know them, and I don't. I don't have anything in common with them. I don't really. There's nothing for. There's no. My being there was literally only to support her. I, and I don't, I, I wasn't going to like put it on for the cameras to try to pretend to have anything in common with these people because I don't. So I just, I wasn't, I was there out of pure support. I just think it's like all of a sudden there's a real aspect to the hills. Like, I mean, out of everything that's so fake on it. Nothing, nothing that me and Audrina did or talked about on that show is how we were in real life. It was, you know, how we are in real life or were in real life in, versus what we were like on that show. Night, it's completely two different things. And then we saw you on the Hills New Beginnings too. Yeah, if that was whatever the reboot was, I was. I, I think I was just there in spirit too. I, I, I kind of just phoned that in. I'm like, okay, I'll be there. Uh, I was like, just keep me away from everybody else, please, as much as you could. 
We're like, will you, will you shoot with Misha? I'm like, I'll shoot with Misha. Um, but, you know, we did like a boat scene, I think. And, um, um, I was like, as long as it was fun, you know, like funny, you know, or like that kind of stuff. Like I was just goofing around trying to make it, you know, fun because that's just how I am. And like, you know, they, they don't really keep much of me because they know, well, can you talk about this or can you be serious or act like that? And I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't do it. You're like, no, can't thank you. No, like I'm just here to support her and, and try to provide a little comic relief at least and make her laugh. Did you know Misha before that? No. But we, we'd met before that and, you know, she was really nice. So I was like, okay, cool. We can go out and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pretend to talk to her about things that, that, of people I don't know. Well, there's a show. If you ever want to watch, you should go watch The O.C. I mean, it's not a reality show, but Misha oh, was I seen on. That. I saw that back in the it day. The O.C. was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, don't fantastic. get me started on that. That was, that was a great show. That's why when Misha was coming to the hills, I was like, bravo, because oh, yeah, like, O.C. was go. like. Yeah. This is the real thing. I saw Astro on the boat. I was like, I was like, wait, you were on the O.C. Now you're a show that's, I was like, did you guys actually film in North County? Or I was like. No, we filmed over here. Oh, like all this stuff. I was like, oh, I'm like okay, okay, okay. I thought I thought it was funny, but like that just to me says like, look at how far reality TV has come. Like the housewives do it all the time. Where like you take these actresses and actors for like a quote unquote career revival. Yeah, throw them in, which could or may not work. Right. In Misha's case, it didn't work. I mean, even though she is phenomenal, I feel as yeah. Person. I never saw it, so I don't even know, but. I know, I love the OC. The OC was great. The OC was one of the best shows ever. Yeah. Um, so you you were friends with Evan Ross before him and Ashley dated? And he oh, asked yeah, you, we were friend, we've been friends for a long time. He asked you for permission to propose. Uh, Is this he, a true he, story? Uh, well, he was just a, he was just a, he was, he's just a good guy. You know, like he... He knew, like, there was, no, me and Ashley broke it up so long ago, and we're, you know, all just friends, and people always try to blow up these stories, you know, kind of out of proportion. They're like, wait, but y'all are friends? Like, how how does that work? Like, friends dating, I was like, first off, one of my friends dating, you know, someone um, who I still, you know, is a great friend, and uh, I want that. I was like, now I know a good person's with a, a great person. I was like, hell yeah, this is awesome, so. I think they're they're an amazing couple, and they just had another baby, so I couldn't be more excited for Evan. And I'm just I think it, I think it's great, you know. I I want the best for for her and him, and um, I think it's you know people think it's weird that people are still friends with exes and friends blah, blah, all that stuff. I'm like, why? I was like, there was nothing bad happened in our relationship. We were still cool, you know. I was still managed by her dad, and I was like, I was thrilled when. Um, you know, I heard. Where did you meet your current fiance? Well, not current. Where did you meet your fiance? Yeah, it's it's crazy to, to, to even well, say. Well, uh, when we started, when we started, I think you almost said girlfriend. Like, is it still? Are you? Is it still fresh it's in your mind? It was, I it know. Was, it was four days ago. I'm getting used to it. It sounds amazing. It's like the one of the the probably the most important thing that's ever happened in my life uh, happened that day, and um, to me, like. I, this is what I care about more than any career, any, you know, anything else is um, this girl. And I knew it, you know, from the very beginning, um, we met actually, a lot of people think we met because of um, The Miz, because I'm on his show on USA Network and he's a wrestler and um, uh-huh. my fiance is a wrestler. So people thought, obviously he introduced us, but no, it was really, there was an internet rumor that we were dating. We didn't even know each other. She she thought I was married to Ashley when she first heard that we were dating, and I was and I didn't know who she was at the time. So it was all because of this internet rumor. And then we started talking because we were like, we're like, oh, I hear we're dating, huh? <laughs> we're like, oh wow. And uh, I happened to be doing some concerts in um, Orlando at the time for the Joey Fatone and Friends Epcot Food and Wine Festival, and then we met up and kind of. Um, it just all started started from there. So I was like, so whoever started that rumor, thanks. Seriously. Appreciate you. Wow. 
and you just met her and you just kind of knew right away like you truly like yeah we had, it was so serendipitous like we i had to be in chicago for the thanksgiving day parade she was in chicago doing a wwe show i happened to be going to new york to be uh doing some interview or something she was in new york doing a wwe show I was going to Dallas um, to visit some family. She was filming a music video. So we did every, like we had never, we didn't not see each other from that moment for like more than three or four days ever. And then um, ever since then, you know, we were, she was in LA doing a photo shoot or something. So hung out there and then it kind of just, we never, never uh, looked back. From there, yeah, I told her in the beginning, I, at the very beginning, it's, uh, uh, as I'm going to marry you one day. And then, and then, you know, after we just got engaged, I was like, she goes, go ahead and say it. I'm like, what? She's like, go ahead and say it. Like, I told you. <laughs> I told you we're going to get married one day. She thought it was crazy at the time, but, with, you know, there is, there's, for me, I have, you know, done a lot of things I've been around for a, a, a while you know I'm experienced enough to know what I want what I don't want and I know that when from the second I met her I was like that is a one-of-a-kind rare breed that I would never find again so I was just really looking forward to getting to know her better and um, we became best friends just like at the get-go and ever since that um, it's been wow. incredible to say the least were you a wrestling, like a big wrestling person before this? Uh, I'm not a uh, really big, I wasn't, I, I was a big wrestling fan as a kid. And then um, when me and Mike, when Mike first told me he wanted to get into wrestling, I was like, you're out of your mind. I was like, what? Um, I thought he was crazy. And then, you know, he paid his dues and he worked really hard and then he became a really successful wrestler. So he started inviting me to all the, you know, the wrestling things. And it's actually really fun. Like if, to go to like one of the events, like um, uh, SummerSlam and WrestleMania. So every year I would go see him. Uh, and I, I love just going to the shows and seeing him in the ring and um, kind of about that. So, you know, I would go like once, once a year, twice a year and see it. Um, but not really now. Um, you know, obviously way more like into it because to support her, um, yeah. you know, you obviously hear, you know, you learn a lot about it and um, it's, I think it's really cool. She's incredible. How long were you planning this engagement? Like, was this, I mean, like, you no, this knew- has been, this is, this was like three months in the works. <laughs> And where, where did you, I mean, I, I saw the picture, it made page six, but where did this all happen? Where did this all go? Uh, that was at, it was at Epcot. Oh. After the park was closed. So you arranged to close down the park. We're huge, we're huge, yeah, we're, yeah. We're huge Disney nerds. We really? love Disney. We love Disney. I mean, we met at Epcot. Um, we're both, you know, she's, I got Mickey, Peter Pan, like everything, tattoos everywhere. So we both have a huge Wow. wow. What type of wedding do you guys want to have? Oh, who knows? I think we got, right now, the, the biggest concern is, you know, figuring out what's going to happen with the world. And um, then, because to, to try to plan anything now is going to, it'll change so much. So it's like, who knows? See? You, you kind of want to yeah. wait until, like, the world opens. Yeah, yeah, and figure out what happens. So she hasn't said, I want a huge wedding. Nothing like that yet. We've, we've, we've talked about things, but, you know, everything is just up in the air right now. Well, congratulations on that. I know thank it just you, happened. Thank you very so. much. Thank you. Um, let's talk about your new music with Miss Tara Hack. Yeah. So, yeah, I think through Constantine, you know, I got, she played me some of her music, and I was like, all right, her voice is dope. And uh, then I think he told her, like, you know, Ryan Cabrera loves your voice and somehow she knew who I was, I guess. And was like, Oh, I wonder if you'd ever want to do a duet. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, of course. I was like, so she wrote this awesome song called overthinking, um, which like to me sounds like super throwbacky, like kind of, um, you know, top down, you know, summertime, like super cool song. And I, you know, I wanted to make sure I could do it justice. So um, I laid my vocals down, LA, and 
um, I thought it sounded super cool together because you never know, you know, when you're doing a duet with somebody, um, it doesn't always work. Um, and her voice is so cool and unique that I was like, I hope I don't screw it up. And then I heard it. I was like, dang, I was like, this is, it, it worked and it works and it sounds so good together. And uh, you, it's really cool for me because I actually love the song. So now I have yeah. a song that I'm on that I want to listen to all the time. It, it does, you never get tired of it. And, uh, you know, she has really cool, like, really cool instincts, you know, for a new artist. And as a songwriter, I can really appreciate that. So that was kind of why I was like, oh, I'm totally down. And uh, can't wait for people to hear it. And I think... It's always exciting when you have new stuff coming out. And uh, to me, like, I was like, I was honored to be asked to be a part of it. And I'm really glad Constantine played me her music because I don't think if he would have played me her stuff back in the day and I wouldn't have been like, dude, I love her stuff, that he would have mentioned, like, hey, Ryan loves your music. So then she, you know, wrote this song for us. Well, in a way, like you mentioned, like the Goo Goo Dolls, like you are kind totally. of to I think, her. I think what? she loves Avril and like, you know, it was one of my good friends. And I wrote a song for her last album. So I was like, this just makes sense. And we have the similar taste in music. Uh, so, you know, you get you know offered a, to work with a lot of people and that's not always right. And I, I'm pretty, pretty uh, choosy and picky about, you know, who I work with. So with Tara, it was kind of a no brainer. And I mean, I think it's like the song Overthinking. I know it's about like, she's gone through moments of thinking where like, maybe I should leave the music business because it's a hard business. Every, everybody, I, I, I could relate exactly the same. Um, like I do it all the time. And I think that's what's cool about putting ideas like that and overthinking things. And, you know, you can drive yourself crazy. Um, and sometimes you just gotta, you know, you know what? It, what it's gonna it's gonna happen or it's not and um so it's cool to put that in song form so that way the people who are doing it can kind of hear it and be like oh you know what maybe i've been overthinking things and um uh it can maybe help them in their lives from uh, from the from the tune is that the best advice you would give someone like starting out in the business like just don't overthink it because i mean Depends. it can drive I mean, you crazy probably yeah absolutely just well for me, exactly. Remember why you do it, why you're doing what you're doing. Obviously, you're going to have to have drive. And, um, you know, a lot of people um, are perfectionists. And, you know, sometimes it goes too far. And um, I think, but if you forget the reason why you're doing music, making music is fun, you know. But it can be really tough and, you know, kick you, kick you down. And, you know, you try to get back up and then kick you down and try to get back up and kick you down. But uh, as long as you uh, remember to have fun and enjoy it while you're doing it, you know, I think, you know, you're, you're going to have a good, good time at least. It's a great track. And which I didn't know until I just heard this the other day, she was like, I don't know, discovered is the right word, but like she was discovered in like the New York City subway system. Do you know this? Yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah. I love, love the story. Everything yeah. about it I thought was just cool. And uh, <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. I was like, I wish I was, I, you know, just in a way, like, because I used to, I used to go, like, I, I can relate. I used to go door to door. Uh, I would knock on houses, like in sororities, and I would be like, hey, can I come in and sing for you? You know, anything I could do to try to get people to listen. Uh, you know, I think it takes that drive uh, to 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 do it. It was cool because Andy Grammer, you know, he got discovered in the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. You know, so it's cool that the New York style. That it worked, it worked. From someone who rides the subway every morning, like there's a lot of good. It's like if you just listen, there's know, a lot crazy, of people. Right? Yeah. Do you keep in touch with Avril? Uh, yeah, of course. She's still one of my best friends. She's I love Avril. She's great. She's doing well. Yeah, she. Yeah, we talked today because she wanted to congratulate us, and um, she loves Lexi, and Lexi loves her. So. Um, She's, uh, she is, a, she's an amazing artist and, a, and an even better person. Maybe you'll do a future duet with her one day. You never know. You never know. But the new song, it's out December 4th on Spotify, yep. everywhere you can find new music. It really is great. Tara is, I think she's, I, I know she has an album coming out. She's a force to be reckoned with. It's like, she's, it's, it's a great song. It's going to be a fun ride. I'm really excited for her as well. 
Is there anything else you want to share with us that we haven't covered before we wrap up? I always like to give people a chance at the end. Congratulations again on your engagement. Thank you very much. No, I mean, just make sure and check out Overthinking on the 4th and uh, follow Tara as well. Everyone needs to follow Tara. Where can everyone find you online too? I'm just at Ryan Cabrera. I'm easy. easy to find. Let's be friends. I will DM you. The new music is great. Thank you for entertaining all my questions. I really appreciate You're it. You're so welcome. I appreciate it. It was a fun interview. Have a good day. All right, you too, bud. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.